Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, welcome in. Another hot day in the capital city, but that's okay because it's Friday. So we are really looking forward to the weekend. Looks like a great golf weekend. I like it when it's hot. Man, oh, man, that minus four in the winter, that just does me in. The warmer, the better. When you're 92, man, you like the heat. You want you want your bones to loosen up a little bit so you can walk <laughs> and not have to have somebody pull you in a wagon. Uh, we're going to have some fun now because uh, our favorite guy from the South Point, Chris Andrews, mm-hmm. is our guest. And he's a, he's fun to have on the show. Always interesting. He's never boring. So now I've really put the pressure on him. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Chris, hello, pal. I'm great. Sounds like you're introducing uh, Jerry Seinfeld or something. I've got a lot to live up to. <laughs> Is it 125 in Las Vegas today? I saw where the uh, Southwest <laughs> is going to get just brutally hot. Not not quite yet, though. We're getting there. This weekend is going to be pretty bad. I think we might hit 110 on Saturday or Sunday. So, you know. So we'll be out by the pool, I can tell you that. I got you. It's a dry heat, It's though, a dry right? heat, that's, yes. That's what they oh, yeah, say. right. Yeah, yeah. so's hell from what I hear. So, you know. <laughs> oh, Chris. Well, we got uh, plenty we want to get into, but want to start with some over-unders with you. College football, okay. the South Point. Uh, Chris, you're, you're always so good at releasing these numbers. And want to get your thoughts on the locals. Iowa and Iowa State start right there. Uh how you came at the number, we've seen a few different things with uh, Iowa. The Hawkeyes, I believe I saw at least a couple days ago, you had the Hawkeyes at 7. We've some, seen some spots at 7.5, some at 6.5. How did you get to Iowa in 7? Well, I opened them 7 over. I'm down to 7 under a quarter. Um, so I, I probably, I guess I'm a little higher on Iowa than some other people. Um you know, we, it's just one of those things. You look at their schedule and add up the win probabilities for each team, and, you know, it just that's what you come up to. And, uh, you know, not that they have a brutal schedule. They don't, you know, but probably a little tougher than it's been the last couple of years mm-hmm. when they, yep. you know, the last two years especially, I think they really had a couple of cakewalks going. You know, they just had to sort of take care of business, which they did, certainly two years ago anyway. You know, and uh, I, you know, I think they'll be good. But, you know, you're right around that seven mark. And, uh, you know, if you get five or six, it's not a very good season. But if you get, you know, eight or nine, and we're just talking about two wins either way, I mean, I think nine wins for Iowa would be a, a, a pretty darn good season. Oh, there's no oh, doubt. Oh, there's no doubt, yes. And, and the schedule with the crossovers that they have this year from the East, they get Penn State at Michigan State, Ohio State coming in from the East. And then yeah. the road games. You know, they go to Iowa State this year in non conference. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Northwestern, the three teams expected to be good in the West this year, those are all in the road. It's its about as difficult as Iowa could draw a schedule up for uh, when you conclude with the conference schedule and what they have. And, and if they get to over that seven number, I, I think there's going to be a lot of Hawkeye fans very happy about that. Yeah, you know, that you, you mentioned some of those teams. That those are exactly who they've avoided the last couple of yeah. years. You know, so now... Of course, you can't, uh, you know, with the rotation, you get to avoid them for a few years. 
you know, but you just can't do it forever. So, you know, I, I think I think they're up against it schedule-wise this year, but I do think they're a pretty decent team. I think they'll be okay. Um, do you look at the Big Ten in general as being a really good conference this year, or how do you view it? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good conference. Uh, although I, you know, the last year the SEC was was not that good. Right, they were resting on past laurels. I think they had a lot of quarterback problems. Uh, you know, up and down that whole league. Now a lot of those guys are coming back this year, so you would think that they're they would be improved. They're, you know, they're supposed to be. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. But I think the top of the uh, of the Big Ten. You know, I think is you know stronger than the uh, SEC. Uh, of course, we have to see kind of like what Auburn's going to do this year. That's a big uh, to me. There's a bit of a wild card. I mean, we know Bam is going to be good, and I think LSU is a little bit of a wild card too. So let's see what those two teams do. But otherwise, you know, you're talking about. I think Penn State's going to be real good, and I know I'm real biased. I'm yes, a Penn State yeah, guy. We yeah, no, we know that. But I still think they're going to be real good. I mean, just look at the way they finished the season last year. And then you got Ohio State and Michigan, and I think Michigan's actually going to be a little bit down this year. Yeah. You know, but uh, otherwise. You look at some of those teams, uh, yeah, I think Wisconsin is very, very good. Uh, Nebraska, that's very funny. That's funny. That's kind of like you guys, I don't know if that's your big rival. It's certainly up there. I know you end the season with Nebraska, but I've had more action on Nebraska season win totals, like going both ways. Wow. So a lot of really strong opinions both ways. On the, on the Nebraska team. It's really kind of funny. I remember I, five minutes ago I had a guy in here from Nebraska, and uh, I think he's kind of down on them, but there's a lot of guys that are way up on them too. You know? So we've had uh, quite a bit of action on Nebraska. But they're a wild card. I mean, I think they, they're one of those schools right now that they could go either way. Uh, I think I have them like I think I have them at six and a half wins. But, I mean, they could win eight or nine games, or they could struggle this year. And I don't think I'd be that shocked if they only came up with four or five. Yeah, they're they're one of the more difficult teams to figure out, and and I'm sure it was difficult for you to put a number on. In the Big Ten, what was the most difficult decision that you had to make out of the, the 14 teams? Was there one that you were back and forth? Maybe was it tough to figure out the number for Michigan State? Michigan State, I think, is going to be awful down this year. You know, I think that that's one of those teams, they never recruit all that well. I think they get coached up pretty good. But I think this year, that you know, some of that poor recruiting is going to catch up with them a little bit. They lost an awful lot of talent from last year's team, which wasn't all that good anyway. So I don't think they're going to be very good. I'm um, just looking at my notes here real quick. I'd say probably... Probably the toughest team I had to come up with a number was Indiana. Um, you know, that, I think they're going to be pretty good. New coach, new coach. Yeah, I, you know, I rated them pretty good, but you know, the the money's come in on Indiana, uh, the the season win totals, and then on the individual games. You know, I like I said, I thought they'd be pretty good. I'm always highly skeptical of new coaches. Um, I know I've said it on your show before. They sound great on the way in. They don't always sound so great on the way out. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. But but I do think they're going to be pretty good. But evidently I've underrated them uh, because a lot of people thought they were going to be even better than what I thought. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. 
having a great conversation as always with Chris Andrews from the South Point uh, Sport and Book and Casino in uh, beautiful Lost Wages, Nevada. Uh, <laughs> do you, do you, do people say that to you a lot? Do you get that, or do they just say Vegas, baby, Vegas? Uh, we don't hear the lost wages too much okay. anymore. <laughs> that's okay. uh, the old Steely Dan song yeah. from. Uh, yes, uh, they, Jim. That's when you and I were kids, you know, <laughs> back know. in college. So uh, why, we don't hear that too often. That's why I referenced Jim, it. Jimmy I, B likes those jokes I, I from knew. 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago. 70, 75 <laughs> years ago. I still tell them. Hey, uh, let's go over to the Big 12 with you, Chris. Uh, we've seen Iowa State all over the board. Four and a half, five and a half, five. I've seen uh, overs, unders in that area. We're both on the Iowa State bandwagon, I think, here a little bit. We expect them to be right in that range. Uh, have you seen any action on the Cyclones out there? Because normally you know, we're used to seeing Iowa State two and a half, three and a half on that win total, yeah. a lot higher than normal. Yeah, I put them up five and a half. I, I definitely have a high opinion on Ohio, on Iowa State this year. Uh, I'm down to five under a quarter, though, so I don't know if I'm a lonely voice crying in the wilderness here or what, but they definitely have come in against Iowa State. Now, I still think it's going to be a pretty good team. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I know I'd be talking to you guys this morning. I was just kind of thinking about Iowa State. You know, every you know football fans tend to forget. Their basketball program is really one of the best in the country. I mean, every year, I'm not sure every year you look at a Final Four, but if we were looking at a short horizon four or five years, you'd say, yeah, sure, they have as good a chance as anybody is making a Final Four. Well, I think that can translate over to their football team, too. And I'm not saying they become Oklahoma or Texas, but I think they could become the equivalent of like a Texas Tech or Kansas State, something like that. You just have to find the right guy. And I like Paul Rhodes. I, I thought there was a lot of good things with him, but he just wasn't quite the guy to do it at Iowa State. Uh, you know, the new guy coming in, uh, you know, what's his name? I know he's coming in from the Mac. Uh, Matt Campbell. This will be his second year. Yeah, second, second year. year. Yeah, so second. And I like a lot of coaches in their second year. It seems like they, there's, you get that little bump in your second year. You start knowing your personnel a little bit better and start bringing in your own personnel that you want to use. I, I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, like I said, I put them at five and a half, which put them right, you know, on the cusp of uh, being a bowl eligible team. And I think they just need they need a little bit of luck. I mean, but everybody does, and you know, sometimes that war of attrition can really take its toll on a team like Iowa State, which you know recruits you know okay, but you know they're still going against uh, you know Oklahoma and West Virginia. You know, I mean, all the pretty good schools. But still, I look at them and think you know, things can change rapidly, and they can change dramatically. It wasn't that long ago. Baylor was one of the worst programs in Division One. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look back at TCU. TCU was in a new conference every year. They were. You know, you know I mean, so now, I mean, TCU, on a yearly basis, they're certainly in the discussion for a national championship, and Baylor, too. You know, so I think Iowa State – just if they find that right guy, and it's maybe a little bit harder fit down there. But like I said, go back a decade, and what would we have said about TCU or Baylor? Probably the same thing. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, I've always kind of rooted for them. It's one of those teams. 
I've been in this racket a long time, and Iowa State seems to be a dog every week, and I root for them. You know, I always laugh. There's certain teams, I might as well get them just tattooed on my shoulder, you know, and Iowa State's one of them. Because I've been rooting for them for about 40 years now, you know. So I'd kind of like to see them get up there uh, and just be a little bit better program. And I think they have a chance to do that. I mean, everybody has a chance, but now you have to execute. But I think they might be on the right path. Okay. You had... They they open up with the uh, University of Northern Iowa, yeah, and then they play Iowa in the Cyhawk game, yeah, and then they're on the road at Akron. Can they go three and zero, two and one, or could it be worse? Well, I mean, it can always be worse, of course, you know. But I'm looking, at, you know, I think they win that opening game, and where am I at? Yeah, see, I made them. I have Iowa only a one and a half point favorite at Iowa State. Wow. So, wow. you know, Do you guys not have that you know, game on the board for your game of the year. Can people yeah, that's, bet it? Yeah, that's on the game. That's the game right. of the year. You know, um, you listen in Central tried, Iowa. Get yeah. out there and you can bet on it already yeah. right now. Okay, you know, uh, Trent, I expect you to be somewhat of an evangelist here for the <laughs> yeah. South Point. You know, yes, yes. I think we took care of you pretty good when you, you came did. out here. But uh, yeah, you know, come on out, and uh, we have pretty, we do have a pretty strong Midwest uh, presence, you know, and I'd love to see. But I mean, I have action on that game, uh, really? and probably most of it on on Iowa State, you know. So wow. I think Iowa State's gonna, you know, I, you know, could they win that game? I, I, yeah, like I said, it's essentially a, a pick, you know, one and a half point favorite. I'm not sure exactly what they'd be over Northern Iowa. I don't follow that, that those mm-hmm. schools that close, mm-hmm. but I mean they they should be. I'm guessing at least a touchdown favorite there. Yeah, I know the last Akron, couple of times has been right in that right range in between that range. seven and yeah. ten. Is yeah. that what you're going to guess? You'll probably have it at. Uh, I, you know, I would think it's going to be right around there. But I, I, like I said, I don't follow the teams close enough to mm-hmm. to put out a number. Certainly not uh, you know two months before the game. Uh, but Akron, Akron might be a little bit of a surprise. I think Akron is one of those teams that might be a little better than people think. Uh, but I, you know, I think you could easily you can see three and zero. I think two and one is probably a little more likely. You know, but uh, that's not a bad place to start. And then you know, I'm looking at their schedule right now. You know, Texas, Oklahoma, eh, that's going to be tough. Kansas, they certainly should win that game. So looking at three, four wins. Uh, they could have three, four wins by mid-season, you know. So I think, you know, I think they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't know. Like I said, I'm sure I'll probably be rooting for him an awful lot. I don't know about <laughs> getting that tattoo, but uh, I'm going to probably be rooting for him. Talking with Chris Andrews, uh, sportsbook director at the South Point Casino, with us on the Draft House Fifty Hotline. Uh, Chris, uh, want to jump in and you know, as we look through the Big Twelve perspective, with the announcement of Bob Stoops and his retirement. Did that yeah. change anything that you guys did? Did you adjust the total? Did you adjust any lines for your games of the year? Anything with Oklahoma, or is it since they're out there already, you'll just kind of let the uh, public dictate where the where, where the line's going to go? Well, I did lower them a point in my power ratings, and it's kind of a little bit of a joke around here with some of my friends. It's like an annual right of summer that I overrate Oklahoma every single year. <laughs> and I've, been, I've been doing that for about 30 years, I think, you know, or probably 20 anyway. You know, so I did, I did lower them a point. I had them up there certainly among the, uh, highly eligible teams to make the national championship, but, uh, yeah, I did lower them a little bit. I think Stoops, um, 
you know, I don't think think he was a bad game day coach, but I think he was more like that CEO type coach where he did a lot of recruiting. He gave a lot of uh, uh, leeway to his assistant coaches, a lot of power to his assistant coaches. And I saw him more like that. So, whereas maybe some other coaches that you really thought made a lot of decisions on, on, you know, during the game. Uh, you'd, you'd have to think would have a bigger effect, but I think Stoops probably had his effect on this year's Oklahoma team. Although, I, like I said, I did lower the point. Everything I've read about this guy coming in is uh, you know that he's been he's a pretty sharp guy. I think Lincoln, the youngest Lincoln coach, Riley. yeah, Lincoln, Riley. yeah, youngest coach in Division One. You know, but uh, you know, like I said, you never know with these new coaches. But uh, I think he's got a lot of. It's not like he's taken over some. A horrible program that he's right. got to rebuild. I mean, they, they've been right there in the last couple of years. And, you know, if he's a good coach, he could maybe get them over the hump. If he's not a very good coach, he'll probably blow a couple of those games. Mm-hmm. Do you have your top four teams that you believe will be uh, playing in the, uh, in the final four? Well, I hate to say because um, I got some Ohio State people right here, but I have them ranked number one. Every time I say that, I look across my desk here, and uh, my top assistant guy is from Ohio State, and boy, it doesn't sit well with me. I got to tell you, but I got to be as logical as possible. I think Ohio State's going to be real good. I think Bama's going to be real good. You know, I mean, that that's not much of a reach, really. Right. You know, and then after that, you know, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I think Clemson's going to be right up there. I think Florida State's going to be right up there. You know, I think Louisville has a chance to be right up there. A lot, although a lot of people are telling me I have them overrated. And, you know, I, I, I guess I might, but I think, uh, I think offensively they're going to be really, really good. You know, USC, it's funny, I have USC highly rated, but, I probably am a little lower rated than other people. Um, you know, a lot of people are looking at that quarterback and, uh, you know, Darnold, he, he looks great and he is. And, uh, but there's some other flaws on that team that I think, uh, may, may come out. And, uh, let's see, then, you know, I, like I said, Bama, I'm sorry, Auburn and LSU are two, I, I think, wild cards who, um, you're probably going to be really good, but, you know, those, those two teams particularly have been known to kind of uh, uh, let us down a little bit over the course of time. And, you know, I do think Oklahoma's going to be right there, and I know I'm a homer, but I think Penn State's going to be right there. And think I think USC, Michigan. What about USC? That seems to be the team out west that everybody with Sam Donald yeah. at quarterback, yeah. A lot of money on USC so far. Okay. I think that uh, – you know, we've definitely had a lot of money on USC, and like I said, I, I I have them highly rated, but probably a little a little lower rated than some other guys do. Um, and part of it is you have a really good Pac-12 schedule or you know, conference where you really don't get too many breaks uh, every week. You know, I think Stanford's going to be pretty good. I think Stanford has a chance to be real good. Uh, they have some new players. You know, everybody gets new players, but you know, they they have some uh, young guns that I, I think they'll integrate into that team pretty well. You know, so I, there's probably about you know what I name about 15 right there that mm-hmm. I think have a, a pretty good chance. I'll play another team I'm real high on. At, uh, Sorry, your way is Oak State. I think Oak State has a chance to be real good this year too. Yeah, yeah so a lot of people are right like that. I, I like that. Yeah, team. I, I think that's you. a pretty good team. Yeah. 
lot of offensive weapons. I think the defense is yeah. going to be better, and that offensive line uh, that had some issues, especially early last year, I think that's going to be a step up. Uh, last thing, Do they play be, defense out there in the Big 12? <laughs> I don't think that, I didn't think that not really matters. Not very, often, not very often. often. A, a step okay. up is a step in the right direction for everybody in the league. Chris, uh, week one, a lot of big games will be happening that weekend, Florida State, Alabama, but we want to ask about a number that you guys laid, 11.5 for Iowa, favored over Wyoming. Have you seen any action on that one? Of course, Josh Allen, a lot of people are talking about him, the Wyoming quarterback, as the number one draft pick in the first round, so uh, that's creating some buzz. Have you seen anything after you laid that 11.5 with Iowa, Wyoming? Yeah, we've actually uh, had pretty good action on Iowa. Wow. And uh, I'm I'm a pretty big Wyoming believer. I love Coach Bowl coming in and did a great job at uh, North Dakota State. And I think this is is his second or third year third, over there. Third now. year now, third year. Yeah, and I, you know that's about the time that those really good coaches you know really start getting some traction, and you, know, you can see a team move up pretty good. Yeah, I'm looking here. We we open eleven and a half. We're up to twelve and a half with action on wow. on the favorite. Uh, I'm not sure that's uh, a properly placed opinion. I think Wyoming right now, and uh, you know, I, I think it's one of those games that's going to listen. Not, your opening game is going to be a lot, no matter who you're playing. But you've got a team like Wyoming. You know, has a chance to go down and beat a Big Ten team. You know, I mean that's that's going to mean a lot. You remember. Uh, that bowl went in and, and beat a, a pretty good Kansas State team. And I remember that game. We needed Kansas State pretty good. And it was one of those games early on you could see, man, we got the wrong side. <laughs> and, yeah, North Dakota State, I don't know. If, uh, yeah, they, they whooped up whatever we were given in the game. It was way too much, you know. But, uh, you know, North Dakota State went in and won that game. And I think you're, you're kind of looking – and obviously not the exact same scenario, but a little bit of uh, of a similar scenario. And I think history could repeat itself. I think Iowa has a good chance of losing that game outright. I, I like mm-hmm. Wyoming pretty good that first game. Wow. Okay. Uh, look, a lot of people say about Wyoming they lost their top wide receivers. Uh, yeah. They can't really stop anybody. No, they can't. But you seem to think that they'll be a little bit better just because of who the talent that bowl has brought in is that is that the way that you read it yeah i mean listen there's a lot of guys that they really could coach up their talent i mentioned uh you know michigan state d'antonio yes. is one of those guys that i think could really do that and has done that for a decade or so that he's been there hasn't recruited all that great but really gets the most out of their talent and i think bowl's going to be one of those guys and uh you know i don't know long, how long he's going to stay in Wyoming, but I think another year or two, you're going to see him getting one of the big jobs uh, around the country. And, and part of that is that well, I think he's recruited okay. Have you ever been to one that Wyoming campus? <laughs> I have, and I'm not sure why anybody would go there. I got news <laughs> for you. I've been there. I've done games there. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> you know, man, that'd be a tough recruiting spot to get uh, get top talent to go there. But you know, I mean, how great was North Dakota State? I don't know. Uh, I haven't been to that campus, but uh, I, I think he's going to coach those guys up, and I think they're going to have a pretty good team this year. And uh, like I said, I think the psychology kind of uh, you know tilts in their favor in this first game, and I, I think they have a great chance of winning outright. And uh, I think they'll put up enough points where they'll cover this number. That's one of my strong opinions first week. Chris, when you uh, started this work week, did you ever think you were going to spend five minutes talking about Iowa-Wyoming on June 15th? (laughs) 
You know, Trent, I never know what the hell's going to happen around here. We've got so much stuff going on. I never knew. We, we spent all the last two days talking about McGregor and oh, Mayweather. Right. So yeah. This yeah. is a welcome relief to talk some football. So I, I got gotcha. you. Okay, then before we let you go, how is that going to play in Vegas? Will it be nuts in late August for Money Mayweather and Conor McGregor? Uh... Well, the early money, no doubt, is going to be on McGregor. Um, and, I mean, it, it is on McGregor. I opened this thing. <laughs> almost, uh, it's almost funny how bad I opened this. I opened it at twenty-seven to one favorite. Oh, you know, wow. uh, uh, maybe, Well, I'm not a seven to one. <laughs> you oh, wow. know, and uh, yeah, if you look at my chart, I mean, there's been money all the way down the line here on uh, on McGregor. And uh, you know, I do that show, and I have. I, I, I have an opportunity to throw this in. We do the vsin, vsin.com, yes. uh-huh. with Brent Musburger, and we were talking about it yesterday. It's, uh, you know, we have a pretty good outreach, and uh, we were saying if any of you uh, uh, Irishmen out there, and they, fought, they they come to this town occasionally, they've had a couple of Irish fighters, and, man, they, they bring some money, and they are a blast, i got to tell you. So I'm hoping a lot of them show up for, for this fight, and I think they will. So I don't know. I think the money will continue to pour in on McGregor. But at some point, every, and I mean bar none, every single wise guy I've ever talked to in this town thinks Mayweather's just going to kill him, going to yeah. chop him up, you know. And uh, you know, he's been a great counterpuncher over the years. And uh, you know, McGregor, you know, I think McGregor really has to attack him. I don't think he has any other choices. But that really kind of plays right into Mayweather's hands now. The only caveat I would throw out there is Mayweather's now 40 years old. Right. And uh, as uh, Jim, you and I, I think, can attest, Father Time does a pretty darn good <laughs> job uh, equalizing things over the course of years. You know, So you never know when it's going to hit a fighter or hit any athlete. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 40 might be the magic number for McGregor. Uh, I mean, for uh, Mayweather. Mayweather. Yeah. You know, but I think that there's... Uh, you know, I don't think it's all that likely. He's never been hit that much over the course of his career. He's kept himself in tremendous shape. You know, but you never know. I think that's the one chance. And, I think, uh, I think I, that's it. It's, a, it's going to be a spectacle. I don't think people yeah. are going there looking to see a great fight because you're not, but you're going for the spectacle. And I got to tell you, it's going to be one heck of a spectacle. It's yeah. already, you know, we've seen, as soon as they announced the fight, as official, you know, they, they've come pouring in on, you know, money-wise and and a buzz. You know, I, I was in Las Vegas a lot during those, you know, 80s when, you know, the, uh, some of the big fights were bigger than a Super Bowl. You know, they really were. Yes. We had a couple of them every year. And, you know, it's really cost the town quite a nobody should cry for las vegas by the way but it really has you know cost the town quite a bit the fact that boxing has uh, been so diminished in the public eye right. so i'd love to see something come back and i don't know if this will spur it on or not i have a feeling it won't but still it's nice to have it and uh you know we'll, we'll see what happens from here but uh, i think that uh you know this is going to be a nice uh you know, that that by the way is the first week of college football. Now there's only like five games that that day, you know. So we have a chance to have a really good 
uh, you know, last weekend of August, right before Labor Day. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it, and, and I hope it's a good fight. You know, I'm sure I'll need Mayweather, but I hope it's a good fight nonetheless. It's always great, pal, when you take time with us. Uh, enjoy it out there. Enjoy the 115 to 120 <laughs> when it rolls in next week, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I mean, the bad part is even at night, like I go to walk the dog about 11 o'clock at night, and I'm thinking, man, oh, man, doesn't it cool off with the sun go down? It, it really kind of doesn't. So, no, it know. doesn't. No, it doesn't. Thank you, man. Yeah. It's always good, Chris. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, great talking to you guys, too. I'm sure I'll be talking to you again soon. You, you will. bet. You bet. Thanks, Chris. Okay. Bye See now. Okay. Chris Andrews from the South Point. Fun having him on. On the Draft House 50, Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. we got to take a quick break here, right? Yeah, we uh, we do. we got John Walters coming up here in about 10 minutes. We'll be talking okay. with him uh, later on in the show. Wolfgang's going to stop by, going to talk a little bit more. We We do have a minute or two we can take. You uh, said you had a couple more baseball movies you were all excited I, about. I did. And I got a couple of messages also on Twitter. Yes. One I didn't have in my top ten. This comes from uh, our man Steele. He asked me about For Love of the Game. Uh-huh. Your thoughts on that? Like it? That's eh, okay. Too too much of a love story. I, I give Bull Durham crap because it's a love story masquerading as a, <sighs> a baseball, baseball movie. The, the part about... For love of the game. Yep. The baseball scenes are really good, I think. Okay. I think they're really good. Well done. But the love story part of it, ugh, it's really bad. So B- Bingo Long and his traveling all stars. What do you? What is this a non sequitur? Or is this a baseball? No, movie? it's a baseball movie. Okay. Well, be some, sometimes you just go off the rails. I don't know where you're I never from. go off the rails. This B- is this is a baseball movie. Bingo Long and his traveling all stars. Yes. What's it about? It's about, Bingo Long and his traveling all stars. That's who it's about. Uh-huh. No, it's it's about the Negro Leagues. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And you know who's in it? Richard Pryor. Really? Yeah. Richard Pryor is he? Billy is it, D, Billy D Williams is sure, in it. Sure. There okay. you go. Yeah. Is it a comedy? James, James Earl Jones. Yes, it has some funny moments in it. Yes. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty. It's interesting. Okay. Okay. Bingo right. Long and the Traveling All Stars. Not bad. Okay. Not bad. And I I found another one in here that the Babe was terrible with John Goodman. That was yeah. awful. I remember going. I would have been. Yeah. When did that come out? Do you know? Did it say there? Nineties, early nineties. Yeah, because I, I was one or two right in there. I, so I would have been eleven, twelve. Yeah. I remember going to the theater to see it. Oh, you did? Ugh. Being excited, and then even yeah. as an eleven, you're like, "This sucks. This okay. is awful." Yeah. And here's one that is when you run off the rails. This is the one you run off the rails with. Okay. The fan. The fan. The fan. You never saw the fan. The fan. Robert De Niro. I work for a radio station named The Fan. <laughs> I remember Fan Man coming fan, down to the fight. Into the fight. The Fan. The Fan. Give me more. Uh, De Niro. Uh, he's a really bad guy. Okay. Yeah. And he chases around the, uh, the baseball player. And it's Wesley Snipes who he's after. And they got like personal issues and he tries to kidnap him and kill him Hmm. yeah the fan never saw it yeah never saw it it was uh here let me look it up for you 90 96 i would have been in high school okay i can't believe you never saw the fan never saw it yeah it's 
it's a tough movie. I bet. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I, I just uh, I just threw those those couples out at you just because I could. You got any baseball movies that we missed today here on our Friday phone? Give us a call at five one five two six four seventeen hundred. Were you a fan of League of Their Own? Not really. The girl. It movie? was okay. Really? There's no crying in baseball. Come on, that's that's a famous line. No crying in baseball. It was delivered perfectly. Like I, you know, I'm. There, there are hundreds of baseball movies, hundreds of them. Like forty-two, the Jackie Robinson story, I thought was really well done. Yeah, really well done. Haven't seen it. Got I, it on the list. Got yeah. to, got to see that one. It's, it's run. It runs on HBO. Well, you think I got money for HBO, Jimmy B? <laughs> Let's get out to Dan. He's in Irvindale. He joins us here. He's got a baseball movie okay. for us. What's up, Dan? I'm doing good. Come on, guys. I haven't heard the whole show, but I haven't heard the natural mention. Uh, we, we did mention yep. it at the beginning, Dan. Yeah. I, I got okay. it at number five on my top yeah. ten list. TC, uh, I should have known better than even question. No, yeah, that's you're all good right. man. You're Dan, a good did man. you like that movie? I loved it. I mean, I know it's far-fetched, but I love that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that might be my favorite. Well, Jimmy B., I'm not trying to jump on Trent's bandwagon. I was kind of a bad news bearish guy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I don't want to encourage him. I know. Keep talking about that. Yes. But I, I did really like The Natural, even though it was far-fetched as could be. I, I, I did like the whole story and uh-huh. how all that worked that movie, out. All the baseball scenes were shot in Buffalo, and that's the old War Memorial Stadium. I'll be darned. Yeah, that's where they uh, shot that. Yep. Another Buffalo connection out of Jimmy there, I'm just, just saying. <laughs> just saying. Thank, all right, guys. Thank Love you. the show. Have a good day. Thank you, bud. You too. There you go. More Friday fun. We got more baseball movie talk here. We got Doug on the line next. He joins us at 264-1700. Good afternoon, Doug. Hey, love the show, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. We just haven't got the weather report from Jimmy lately. But, not, uh, not yeah, don't worry. Wait, wait five minutes. He'll give it to you. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was just kind of wondering what's going to happen here tonight. It'll so. be hot. Okay. <laughs> my uh, my ones I like is uh, the guy just said natural major league, and then I think what a underrated one is it's called the rookie. The rookie, yes, yes. I yeah. saw that. That's where he's uh, Dennis Quaid. It's Dennis Quaid, yes. Who's uh, yeah. who, who plays that? And it's a true story right. too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good show, so I'll hang up and listen. Okay. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you, too, you man. Appreciate Same it. to you, pal. Yeah, yeah that's uh, what we hadn't talked about. The rookie. We didn't touch on the rookie. That was I've good. seen it a couple of times. Yeah. I, I liked it. I it's liked one it. of those that you flip on, you can... Uh, yeah, where where he where he goes and he throws, and he's throwing uh, now at 30 years old, 98. Right, right. Yeah. And there's where he goes out, and he's throwing on the sideway, on the highway. Yes, and the sign it yeah. doesn't really show. He thought he thought it was like seventy eight. It was ninety eight. It was yeah. ninety eight. That, that was a cool scene too. Yeah, forgot about that. I one. loved it where he's changing his kids' pants, <laughs> and he says, "Hey, uh, you got to get out there and throw." <laughs> he's changing the kids' diapers. That's that. Now that's funny. Now here's a goofy one. Yeah, and uh, I I love this movie just because of now uh, the gifts that are out there. You know, on Twitter. The little picture video thing, the GIF, G-I-F. Yes. Uh, from Angels in the Outfield. Yes. And uh, Ted Flint, who we've had on the show, big Iowa State fan, 
He always does that. When things aren't looking very good for Iowa State, it's just the kid flapping his arms, arms asking for there. the angels to come. <laughs> <laughs> now, that movie in general, though, not very good. No. No, no. Angels in the outfield. It's a good list. A Mr. good list. Did you ever see Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac? I didn't. It's where he realizes that he, I, he's short of a couple of hits yeah. short of 3,000. Uh-huh. And so he goes uh, and and gets back into it so that he can uh, have 3,000 hits. It's all right. All right. Yeah. I like yeah. Bernie Mac. Really good in Bad Santa. Yeah. Good in, what else? Friday. He's really good Friday. in Friday. Yeah. God, Mr. 3,000 never grabbed me. Though. Bad Santa. Jeez. That movie. That, I, quick story. Oh, geez. Okay, because Bad Santa's long ago. Yes. All right. So went to go see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. People were taking their kids. Oh. <laughs> taking their kids Well, you to see, see Santa in the yeah. title. Hey, how bad taking can Santa be? Taking their kids in there about 10 minutes in. Whoops. Whoops. This isn't right. People were up and taking that little kid out. We got John Walters coming up. More Friday fun in the 2 o'clock hour, 264-1700. With your phone calls, Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. 1700K BGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to three, sports talk that rocks. 1700K BGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save thousands. Attention golfers! Kinley Golf's 10th sale is going on now. This is Kinley Golf's biggest event of the year with their lowest prices of the year. Save on golf bags, golf shoes, golf clubs, and golf accessories. Kinley carries the best brands too. Ping, TaylorMade, Cobra, Callaway, and FootJoy, and a full service repair shop. It's Kinley Golf's 10th sale this weekend, and it's the perfect time to pick up some great gifts for Father's Day. Kinley Golf, across from the airport on Fleur Drive. Kinley Golf, a trusted resource for Central Iowa golfers since 1954. Kubota's Orange Opportunity Sales Event is going on now. Take on the tough jobs in a powerful Kubota Standard L Series. With the right combination of dependable horsepower and ease of operation, they're perfect for the independent property owner. Now get financing as low as 0% APR for up to 84 months. Now through June 30th, 2017. Call toll free 1 800 794 4992 for details about cost and terms. Come see Jake at Capital City Equipment in Des Moines, just off I-80 on 2nd Avenue. Attention landowners, want to know what your farm is worth? At Iowa Land Company, our team of blue-collar land experts combine years of real estate experience with the latest marketing innovations to give you a modern real estate service unmatched in the Hawkeye State. 
We're a farmland real estate company, and helping connect buyers and sellers of Iowa land is our specialty. Give us a call at 641-443-2584 or visit us online at iowalandcompany.com for a free farmland evaluation. Do you have building projects to be done around the house? My husband and I are going through quite the home renovation. We realize we're always borrowing a trailer from a friend for hauling furniture, picking up building supplies, and trips to the dump, if it was available. We found the Casey Trailer Sales in Grinnell. Josh showed us all the options the Casey Trailer Sales had in stock. Cargo, utility, and equipment are just a few. Josh helped us decide which trailer worked best for our needs. The Casey Trailer Sales in now had exactly what we were looking for and affordable pricing. Visit LaCasey Trailer Sales and Truck Accessories or call 641-990-2674. I'm glad we went with LaCasey and you will be too. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here inviting you to visit our full service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition and accessories as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988 and we won't be undersold by the big stores and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Well, Jim, one of the uh, fun things of the show here is is the interaction that we get with people on Twitter. A lot of people are checking in Mm -hmm. here today as we're uh, having some Friday fun talking baseball and baseball movies. It's also sometimes when we get stumped and... I have friends that listen to the show. Sure. Our, our dedicated listeners that are always tweeting us all the time, guys like Seth and, and James and people like that. John Walters is another one that's helped us out a time or two. He has. He, he's helped us out when we're trying to figure out musicals, and he about helped you out the other day. Unfortunately, he was driving, and John Walters is a good person. He doesn't want to get pulled over by the police, so he wasn't texting and trying. <laughs> that's <driving>. always good. <laughs> he joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. What's going on, John? I felt I felt so bad for Jim because I knew he was trying to come up with Frank Howard's last name, yeah, and, uh-huh. and uh, it was right there on the tip of his tongue, but he couldn't come up with it. But I remember him well. Yeah, yeah he was he was a big dude. He was. And then I got to I got to thinking today, these guys must be really desperate to have me on their show in the middle of the summer like this. <laughs> but 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 then I remembered that about a week ago I heard you guys doing the. Uh, the mock draft for the primetime league. <laughs> and I thought, okay, yes. maybe it's not as bad as I thought. So. John, we opened the show today, our opening after we uh, opened things up a little bit and talked about the U.S. Open. Our first local thing we hit was the box scores from last night's <laughs> Capital City League. Summertime in Iowa and sports media, as you know, can be uh, a little bit difficult. 
I, I've been there, done that. I completely understand. Yes. Completely understand. Yeah. So let's get into yeah, those box scores, John. Yeah, come on, John. This is big-time stuff <laughs> Fire here. away. Okay. Fire away. Um, Mario, Mario Shyock is going to be the uh, the MVP. Oh, there's – Early front runner. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and and Michael Jacobson will probably average – what, he had 23 rebounds last night. Yep. Next game he'll probably have 33. He's a young Will Chamberlain, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, he, yes, he is. Well, John, how many times during uh, during the Capital City League do you try to make it over to Valley Southwoods? Is it uh, just a time or two for a glimpse? Do you try to make it more, or do you just say the heck with it? I see these guys during practice, and it means a whole lot more than what you see here in these pickup games. I used to, I used to go two or three times a summer. Uh, particularly when I worked down in West Des Moines at WOI, mm-hmm. uh, I would get over there with a the camera and do some interviews and do some stories, just like you were talking about how desperate we are this time of the year for, for anything. But, yeah. you know, you get to see the new guys and interview them. In my current position, I'm not allowed to do interviews down there because there's other, you know, there's high school kids in that league, uh-huh. so you can't you can't go down and do stories like that. But um, more recent years, I haven't really gone down there because the games are just so, you know, uh, Loose, so loose that yes. you just don't get a lot out of it. I, I get more out of just watching them play against each other up here once they get started, and so um, I kind of hold off and wait to form any opinions until that happens. John Walters is our guest. He's on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. John, we had Chris Andrews here on the show from the South Point Casino in Vegas. And he pretty much went out on a limb and said he really likes Iowa State football this year and thinks that Matt Campbell is on the right track and he's giving them a legit chance to get the six wins. Are you hearing this from around uh, around the country or is it are you just locked in the bubble around Iowa State? Well, I, I haven't heard from a lot of people nationally that have given me any opinion on what they think Iowa State football is going to do this year, and I haven't asked for those opinions. But, um, you know, you do read the magazines, the preseason prognostications, and most of them don't predict Iowa State to win six. So that is, you know, that is encouraging that somebody out there believes it. I certainly do. Um, and, I, and I think more importantly, Matt Campbell and his staff do. They They feel like they're certainly capable of that. And um, you know, I don't think they're going to sit there and put a number on it um, heading into the season on media day or anything like that. I mean, and he's going to talk about just getting better every day, which is what you should talk about. But we saw that happen o- over the course of last season. And toward the end of the year, Iowa State was playing some pretty good football. And, um, you know, winning at Kansas was terrific to get Matt's first Big 12 win to come back a week later and just blow out Texas Tech, I think was a really encouraging sign. And even the West Virginia game, although it got away from them at the end, was pretty competitive for a while. Uh, and I think that they're they're climbing that mountain. It's just how fast they can get there, you know. I mean, I I don't think there's any doubt that Matt and the staff and this this uh, program are going to get to uh, those kind of uh, goals over the course of time. It's just how quickly can they get there? And I think if they could do it this year to get to a bowl game this season, would be a huge step in the right direction. Really, a big step and. Um, could kind of accelerate it a little bit. And I don't think that's uh, crazy to, to think that way. I think that's that's a real possibility. John, uh, there was big news in the Big 12 uh, going back a little, over a week now as Bobby Stoops retires, steps away at Oklahoma. Uh, we've seen Iowa State pull some big upsets, beat good Texas teams, Texas A&M back in the day, uh, what they've done throughout 
in the Big 12. But Oklahoma, it's been a different level here. Uh, a sigh of relief maybe from Cyclone Nation after that one goes down and don't have to see Bobby Stoops anymore? Well, you're right. They, they couldn't beat him. And uh, Bill Snyder's been the same way. Um, I will say this. I, I doubt that the talent level is going to drop off at Oklahoma a whole lot. Um, they're, they're still going to have great players. What makes me hopeful in that series is just that I think the talent level at Iowa State is coming up, which is what had to happen to get that thing competitive. And I, I do think that's happening. Uh, hopefully that makes the games more competitive. There's, there's been some close games. Iowa State has played Oklahoma pretty well on many occasions. There have been other occasions where it's really been ugly and one-sided, but I, I don't think that they've been that far away in, in some circumstances. And hopefully as they continue to close that gap, um, you know, they can rise up on occasion and, and beat Oklahoma. It certainly hasn't happened enough. It's been a very lopsided series, and you'd love to see them get over that hump once against those guys and see, you know, if you could if you could rattle off two or three in a row against them and, and, and maybe get it turned a little bit. But it's an uphill battle. It's hard, and, and Oklahoma's been one of the top programs in the country for a long time for a good reason, and, and Bob Stoops has been right at the heart of that. But, you know, good for him to go out on his terms, mm-hmm. I think that's that's great when any coach can do that. And, um, you know, I, I think we sometimes underestimate the burnout factor in this business nowadays because it used to be that you really had some time where you could get away from it a little bit. And there's still a little window there to do that, but that window keeps shrinking. And it just is amazing how the recruiting is really a year-round battle. And, um, you know, I can, I can respect a guy for um, – realizing that maybe his heart wasn't in it 100% and saying, I'm not going to do it unless that's the case. And so good for him for, for walking away from it. John Walters is our guest on the Draft House 50 hotline. We're talking Iowa State right now with John, longtime voice of the Cyclones. I'm real curious, John, with what you have seen so far, the biggest story out of Iowa State should be at the middle linebacker spot. Do you see anything else overshadowing a quarterback, Joel Lanning, moving into that starting role at middle linebacker? Is, is there any other story that you could see that could challenge that? Well, I, you know, I think as the season takes form, that there will be other stories that come up that are every bit as big a story or bigger. But, you know, in the off season, to find one that's more surprising or bigger than that is hard to find because it just doesn't happen very often where a guy makes that position switch. And the great thing about it is Joel seems to be really enjoying it. I think he's having a lot of fun with it. He's, like, he's enjoying the process of learning that linebacker spot, and he just wants to be out on the field as much as he can. But, you know, if he's able to still have some success uh, in, in red zone situations or wherever the case may be where they use him offensively, that will become a pretty big national story if he's having success as a linebacker and also as a quarterback. Um, I think a, a big story um, for Iowa State football this year is going to be Alan Lazard trying to chase down some of the records of Todd Blythe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to almost for certain catch him in receptions and career yardage. Um, he would have to have a spectacular senior season with 15 touchdowns to match Todd and the touchdown receptions record for a career but that's a good thing to shoot for if you're hoping to have a spectacular season. So good good for Allen to be able to shoot for that. But I think that'll be a fun one to follow as the season goes on. I think the, the progress that Jacob Park makes as a quarterback, uh, I saw Mike Green from Sports Information put out a stat the other day, um, you know, the 300-yard the passing games in Iowa State history. And 
as you know, Jim uh, and Trent, both that you know, 300 games are a lot more common now than they used to be yes. for uh, for quarterbacks. And uh, you know, Iowa State hasn't had as many as you would think, and uh, he's already up there with two in his career. He's only started a handful of games, and you know, the the record I believe is five. So um, it, it's not going to take very long, maybe, for him to surpass that mark, but. I think just Jacob's progress and how good of a season he's capable of having is going to be a really fun story to watch. The continued development of those running backs, who who ends up being, you know, the primary ball handler. Do they really, you know, mix and match and use both those guys, Mike Warren uh, and and David Montgomery? Uh, maybe they end up having two guys, you know, each with 800 or 900 yards. That'd be a lot of fun to to watch that play out. So there's going to be some fun storylines to watch. I think the schedule is set up where. Uh, the fans can have an opportunity to really get into the season early because there's so many home games in September and October that, that you know you can hopefully get some positive momentum going and maybe set your sights on something that uh, other people didn't think was possible and and get that out there early in the season as a bar to shoot for. So there, there's going to be some fun storylines with Iowa State football this year. Fifth-year grad transfer uh, from Michigan, Dawson makes the decision not going to make it a go there as he had one more year of eligibility. That offensive line, after what Coach Manning was able to do to it a season ago, expectation level pretty high around there that though it's still some young guys in there, Meeker, uh, Good Jones, two guys that played last year as redshirt freshmen, that Coach Manning's going to have them up and running and humming at a pretty good level right away this season? Well, I think that's a million-dollar question. You know, and it, it, Regarding the offense, that's the one thing. I guess you'd, you'd throw the tight ends in there because Chase Allen hasn't played yet and you know, we haven't seen what that position's capable of. But Iowa State has not had a lot of production at the tight end position in the last two years, so it'd be fun to see what can happen. But other than that, I mean, really the offensive line is the big, you know, question. Will they be able to kind of pick up where they left off? Because last year's offensive line really started slow. Um, and there was some shuffling, and it, it just took a little while for it to kind of take shape. But by the end of the year, that offensive line was really clicking and you hope that that's a first-year thing, you know, with the with the coaching staff in place. And now that they've had a spring together with those guys into fall camp, uh, that they can hopefully, for uh, at least for the most part, kind of pick up where they left off there. Even if some newer guys are stepping into some of those positions, they've been in the system. Uh, they've been part of it. Uh, many of them have. So I'm hopeful, and getting Jake Campos back is a huge step in the right direction. I think Julian Good-Jones moving to center makes sense. And um, how quickly that offensive line clicks is going to go a long way to determining if Iowa State can have early season success that they need to have the way the schedule's set up. Uh, they have to win early. You know, uh, it, it is set up to be very uh, back-heavy. And uh, it's going to get tough in, in November if they don't have a decent number of wins heading into that month. So, um I think it's important that they do play well as quickly as they can this coming season. John, it's always great, man, when we catch up with you. And, look, I get stuck on things a lot, so if you hear it, just call in and tell me, okay? You got it. And, uh, guys, let's get our sleeper out there for the NBA draft. We all are excited about Monte Morris, but don't be surprised if DeAndre Burton's name comes off the board, too. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, we, you know, we saw it last year with Abdul Nader. Yes. Everybody was stunned. Yeah. 
I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but it wouldn't it wouldn't stun me to see Deontay Burton go late in that second round this year and be this year's Abdul Nader. Wow. Okay, so, pal. We'll look forward to that. We'll look forward to it. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks. thanks see you, John. John. Have a great weekend. Uh, John Walters, longtime Cyclone voice on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills, Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. And we'll be right back. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. This Father's Day, show Dad what he's been missing. Ryobi OnePlus tools only at the Home Depot. Get him the OnePlus 18-volt compact drill driver kit and another OnePlus tool up to a $79 value is free. The batteries power up to 70 other OnePlus tools so he can start up quite a collection. Be Dad's biggest fan with the Ryobi OnePlus line of tools only at the Toy Store for Dads. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Valid through June 21st. Get to JCPenney to find great gifts for Dad this Father's Day at Sephora Inside JCPenney. Find colognes from the best brands like Ralph Lauren, Prada, Gucci, and more. Now through Sunday, get Dad the Sephora Favorites Cologne Sampler. Includes 11 samples for him and a travel case. Plus, he can choose a full-size bottle of his favorite scent for free. Pick up this amazing $120 value for just $62. Hurry, Father's Day is Sunday, June 18th. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Father's Day is coming up and Lowe's has your gift list covered during our Deals for Dad event. Help him tackle his to-do list with a DeWalt 20-volt drill now for just $99. That's a $50 savings. Plus, for two days only, June 16th and 17th, save even more and get 10% off when you use your Lowe's Advantage credit card. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Drill offer valid 614 through 621 while supplies last. Excludes Lowe's Visa Rewards card holder. Subject to credit approval and can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply. See store Lowe's.com for details. U.S. only. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm calling about your car, the 2005 with the for sale sign in the window. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, telling a car the old-fashioned way, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I still have a VCR, so, dude, I get it, you know? This is the only way I've ever bought my car. Yeah, so totally, I mean, totally, man. You're selling a car from 2005 like it's still 2005. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's 2017. We could use an app like Letgo, but, um, yeah, whatever. It's time to snap, post, chat, and sell. It's time to let go. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Washing Machine. Hi, it's Washing Machine. It's about, oh, 7 o'clock on Wednesday. So, good news, bad news. First, I found your lost sock. Exciting! Also, I might have maybe flooded the whole basement. It's going to be pretty expensive. But hey, at least you got that sock. Your washing machine won't pay for water damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar 